Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. In this second part of our continuing series, we want to discuss how to become a real CEO in your business, stop blaming the outside world and Amazon for your shortcomings, and build an unstoppable business that creates true life freedom for you. So what we wanted to do today was focus on how to get your mindset right so you can overcome challenges rather than be defeated by them. Yeah, right. So today we really wanted to just break this down in a way that takes the concepts and puts them into a real world context because we know people get lost on the idea of mindset a lot, right? Because quite frankly, it can be seemed as a bit, you know, woo woo and a little bit out there, which it kind of is if you think about it, but you don't need to become like a yoga meditation master, right? To and I'll get up at 5 a.m. every morning. I mean, you know, the miracle morning has gone from 5 a.m to like 3 a.m. now, you know, to try and get everything done, right? <laughs> because you got to work two hours on yourself first. And you got to beat the other people who are waking up at 5 a.m. now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, do all this for yourself first. It's like, no, why don't you just do it in a normal day, right? And that's all about getting that frame of mind right, which is basically what mindset is. It is it's just a frame of mind. It's how you approach things, how you approach problems, how you approach not just problems, but anything in your life. And if you can frame it in a specific way, you'll kind of find that you've got a much better outlook in terms of your business, but also the other stuff that pops up in your life as well, right? So, you know, mindset, focusing on mindset is a bit of an oxymoron because it can feel just like another task that we have to do. So ideally what we want is like, we want to kind of um, flex that muscle, right? We want to flex your mindset muscle so that it becomes a lot more natural to you as well. So really that frame of mind is your thoughts, your beliefs, and how that shapes your thought habits. So we always think about habits like specific things like diet habits or drinking habits or picking your nose, whatever that habit might be, or biting your nails, right? And usually they're bad habits, which most people don't have good habits. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. We always focus on the bad ones, right? And that's what we do with our mind. If you think about it, we're focusing on the negative thoughts. There's a stat, I, th- I can't remember what the stat is now, but it's something like, you know, you've got overwhelmingly like 150 negative thoughts a day and three good ones or something like that. That's not perfect, but it's kind of that ratio, right? So the problem is that we focus on the negative stuff and that really shapes how we think about things and how we approach things. So if you think about that, your thought habits, number one, affect how you think, then it translates into how you feel, and then it translates into what you do. So your mindset really impacts how you make sense of the world and how you make sense of you really and how how you actually cope with things. So what we're going to cover today are the thoughts and beliefs about yourself and the business that we've actually felt, you know, found that has helped us to get us in the right frame of mind when tackling, you know, a growing business or a fledgling business, you know, a business that's just starting out either for the first time or any, you know, just problems that may come up or crop up in your life. So some of the core concepts that we're going to touch on And some of the actions that you can take are, number one, just really knowing the difference between what we call a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And then how to be able to switch that fixed mindset as much as possible. So number one, you've got to recognize it. But then number two, you've got to be able to switch out of it. And then also know when you're getting in your own way. This is a like a... I think something that we all experience, right? And so the more you recognize it as a physical kind of almost like you standing in front of yourself every day... um, you want to be able to politely tell that 
person to move, right? So that you can move forward. And then how to build an invincible mindset that's going to basically allow you to move past any problem. So that's really kind of flexing that mindset muscle and putting it into action into your business. Yeah. And what I really like about that is the invincible mindset. So if we just said, Hey guys, we're going to, we're going to help you create an invincible mindset today. I think that's a pretty cool reason to listen to this whole show today, because uh, that's what we want you to do. That's what we try to achieve in our business. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. We're not going to be perfect at, at, you know, having a growth mindset all the time. Some things are going to get us down, but what we want you to do is understand how to recognize them, how to know when you're in that position and then turn them around. So that way you can always overcome problems. So yeah, let's talk about what a growth mindset is and what a fixed mindset is. So you can understand what we mean by these terms. So we've talked about this kind of in a little bit in the uh, the first part of this series, but we want to dive deep on this because really what we're talking about with a growth mindset is somebody who always finds a way to overcome things and use everything that maybe somebody sees as a failure as more of a learning lesson and keep growing from that. So you'll never stop growing. And that's what the growth mindset really stands for. A fixed mindset is you're always going to be stuck in one place because you're always going to blame everything else but yourself for everything that goes on around you. So for example, when we talk about having certain skills, you know, people think, oh, well, these guys are in the NBA because they have certain skills. They were born with these skills. Well, there's a lot of tall people that can move around that aren't NBA basketball players, right? It's because the people in the NBA actually worked hard to get there. They always want to improve. They're always trying to beat the next person that's just as good or better than them. Whereas a fixed mindset would be, oh, I'm I'm not tall enough to be there. Well, there's, you know, Muggsy Bogues was 5'7". Uh, you know, Nate Robinson was 5'8 or 5'9". There are people in the NBA that are shorter than me that can actually get in there. And yeah, they have some natural skills of being able to jump high and that stuff, but they probably work to that too. So I never really thought in, in my life, you know, I can be an NBA player because I just moved naturally towards other things, but I really loved playing basketball when I was growing up. I just knew that that was going to be a very, very tough road. And so I wanted to gravitate towards some other things. So I picked a growth mindset for other things that I liked. Now, if I really just thought about, oh man, I could have been in the NBA, almost nothing would have stopped me to try to do that. Now, I, I just knew that that wasn't going to be my path and, and I didn't really want it to be my path. So I kind of just early on said, here's what, here's another thing I'm going to go for. But people that are fixed on doing something like that will keep moving towards that goal no matter what happens. So just think about that for yourself. And you don't have to get to the NBA, but just think about for your business. Think about for your personal stuff. How do you want to live your life? Do you want to live your life working for somebody else in a nine to five job? Probably not. Most people don't. If you do, that's fine. But most people feel like they want to live free, make money in their own you know, time, uh, you know, not have to trade time for money in itself. So as Warren Buffett always says, uh, well, not always, but he said before, uh, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you'll work until you die. So the best thing to do in your business or for yourself is if you don't want to keep trading money for time, you have to find ways to make money while you sleep. So how does this all come back to growth mindset? First, you need to be able to understand what you want to achieve. And then you need to know that everything you do will be a lesson in trying to achieve that goal. So when we talk about skills, you're not going to get the, you're not going to be born with business skills. Nobody is, right? You have to work hard at that. You can always improve your business skills. When things come up that challenge you, so maybe something sets you back, a fixed mindset would basically try to avoid it, feel like they, you know, they, they failed. And usually they'll just give up. A growth mindset will embrace challenges. They'll, you know, see it as an opportunity to grow and to gain experience, and they'll be more persistent about overcoming these challenges. And effort, you know, fixed mindset says efforts are necessary. You're either born with this skill or you just don't have it. And no matter what I do, I can't do it, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm severely hindered or I don't have the opportunities that somebody else has. 
And basically they think, you know, if something's, you know, if you do something and you fail at it or you, you try too hard at it, that you're just not good enough. So you shouldn't try there in the first place. When a growth mindset will tell you it's essential to put in effort. I've never seen anybody be successful at anything in life, literally never at anything without trying at least somewhat hard to get to that point of being good. And then basically you're going to, as a growth mindset, you're going to lay out a path to mastery. So that way you can actually see what it's like when you master this thing. Most people don't have that plan. Most people don't even want to do that because they want to give up early and just say, oh, everything else around me caused me to fail at this thing. But in reality, it's it's your own non-perseverance or your lack of effort or whatever it is, your mindset is stopping you from getting there. And when people get feedback about something they're doing, fixed mindset, people will say, oh, no, this is this is very, you know, you're, you're, you're putting me off. I'm getting very defensive. I take this personally. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. And yet it's still not working. So when something's not working and you take feedback, you probably should take it on. With a growth mindset, you see feedback as useful. You also see it as something to learn from and it helps you identify areas to improve upon. So instead of saying, hey, you know, Kirsty, your business isn't working out. Here's what I would suggest. And Kirsty just going, no way. I'm, I know what I'm doing. Don't give me any advice. I already know what I'm doing. She would say, oh, you know what? Actually, that's some pretty good advice. Let me look into that. Even if she doesn't truly believe it at first, she'll at least take it on. Go do the work to see if that's something that, that should be worked upon and then, you know, make her own decision later. You know, feedback isn't there just for, you know, just for people talking. Sometimes it is. Some, sometimes people will give you some pretty bad advice and some bad feedback, but always take it on and just see if they have some point that is outside your realm of perspective that maybe you can learn from. And this goes for pretty much anything in life, by the way. There's always difference of opinions. There's always different perspectives. There's no reason to argue over something just because you think that, you're right and they're wrong. Literally, everybody's got some kind of concepts in their brain that they're going to, you know, little piece by piece might actually build you and make you a better person and a better business person. So take it on, do some analysis or whatever you got to do, and then make a decision. Don't just immediately reject those things. You have to kind of use those things as something that you can learn from. And then obviously, when something sets you back and really like, you know, hinders your progress, fixed mindset, first thing they're going to do, blame everybody else, blame every system on earth, blame the opportunities they don't have, blame how other people have, you know, certain advantages and don't, they don't have, and then they'll get discouraged. And then usually what will happen is at the first sign of a big setback, fixed mindset, people will quit. We see this a lot. We see this a lot in the Amazon world. Um, it's not necessarily people that we work with, but in reality, there's a lot of people who they just get overwhelmed or they see something about Amazon, their competitor comes in and they outrank them and all of a sudden their sales are going down, they tend to quit because they don't want to keep putting in work to actually become really good at what they're doing. They just want it to be easy so that way they can take some money and then cash out and then retire or whatever they want to do and feel like they don't have to put in work. When a growth mindset is put to a setback, they see it as a wake-up call. Hey, it's time to get back to work. Let's do this even better. Let's fix the problems. Let's do this thing and we'll work harder this time so that way we can actually make this thing kind of invincible versus, you know, you know, basically anything will come over like a stiff wind will knock over our house of cards. You want to build that solid foundation, build a really good house so that way you won't have to just keep trying to, you know, rebuild it every time something bad happens. And that's kind of the setback or the growth mindset, how that tackles setbacks. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, when we say hard work, what we don't mean really, you know, you're not going to be out there digging roads up and <laughs> all that, right? It's yeah. physically not hard. I think the hard part is that piece of getting out of your own way, right? And so, and we're going to come on to talk about that in a little bit, but I think the more you can think about 
what is the number one thing that I can do today to make this situation better and just take it one step at a time? That's really the work that you need to do, right? And like you said, you know, find the right mentors or find the right piece of information that you need to help you move forward. And that's really all you need to do. Yeah, I equate the the hard work to problem solving. You just got to solve the problems. You got to take the time to solve the problems. If you do that, you'll overcome every problem because every problem has a solution. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what you said there around getting defensive or blaming others, um, there's a really good book called Extreme Ownership, which essentially takes that concept. It's by, I can't remember, is it Jocko Williams? Or, I don't know, the guy, one of this guy that's Williams, maybe, um, who's got like one of the best podcasts on earth, apparently. But um, yeah. he used, I think he was a Navy SEAL or he was, right. yeah. And so, you know, that you have to take extreme ownership in those situations. I mean, that's an extreme situation, right? It's a life, it literally is a life and death situation, not just for yourself, but everyone around you. And so he's t- kind of taken that concept and said, the same mindset that you have to have in those situations you have to have when you're building a business or when you're trying to do anything that you want to do in life. And by taking extreme ownership over problems, that means that you will find the solution and you're going to get somewhere because if you if you tend to blame someone else and maybe something has happened because somebody did something, but at the end of the day, you can't rely on that other person to fix it. And so if you want a quick result, you have to kind of fix it yourself. So I think that's a, I really enjoyed that book. So it's a, it's a great resource. I think if you want to kind of dig deeper into that. So we've talked about, you know, the two types of mindsets that you can have, but really what we want is to be able to switch out of our fixed mindset or our frame of mind when it comes to how we think about growing our business and solving the problems that we've just talked about. So there's been many times where we see people try to do things differently just because they think they're right when all the data says otherwise. Um, I remember vividly, I think we spoke about this in another podcast actually, but there was, um, when we first started doing our workshops back in the day, um, there was a guy who was selling specific items that we, when we looked at the data, just wasn't going to make him any money. And we just knew that right now he did have to do some hard work. He had to make some hard decisions around if I want to continue this business, then I'm going to have to do something differently. The data was all there. It was very, very clear. And there were kind of two people. One people, one person was my husband and the other one was this other guy. And my husband actually did have the mindset shift. He shifted his frame of mind. And now he's got like a two and a half, $3 million business. And then I don't really know what happened to the other guy, but I don't think he's selling anymore, right? Yeah. So that's the difference. The, the, the other guy really resist, like really resisted. We spent three whole days talking about this thing. But because he put, you know, his heart and soul into it. He, he developed this thing. And so we can get an emotional attachment. But at the end of the day, if you've got that fixed mindset, you're just going to be thinking about what you've done in the past and not what's going to get you moving forward to the future. So that's a real life example there. And we've got many others, but it just, it's literally black and white in terms of the two. And they were pretty much selling the same thing, right? Yep. <laughs> so um, you've got to be able to get out of your own way. And if someone gives you some great advice, and the data is literally telling you the same thing, then it's probably a good connection point to go, yeah, maybe I should do a little bit differently. Um, also, the biggest one of the biggest issues that we see with the idea of a fixed mindset, that it's really an, it's an artificial construct, right? That's costing you real life success. It's really all in your mind. Um, and if you can just let that pride and that ego go when it comes to your business, you're going to likely make a much better business than you've ever done before. So here's some key steps that we recommend 
taking to be able to switch a fixed mindset. So when you're making big decisions, just ask for some advice before you move forward and genuinely consider the advice, right? If you're going to have a chat to someone who's been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, as we say, then they've probably done a lot of the mistakes that you're about to make. This is kind of one of the key things that we talk to people about. It's like, the only reason that we're, we're able to help you is actually we've made a lot of mistakes. We've learned from it. It costs us a lot of money. It costs us a lot of time. But now we know what to not do. And we've kind of put all that advice into, all those learnings into the advice that we're going to give you today. Until you've actually gone through it and made a mistake, it's really hard to get that, I think, right? So this is actually really talking to people that are thinking about starting the business. Because we see a lot of people out there that think they can do it by themselves. And maybe you can, but you would end up probably going a lot quicker and it's costing you a lot less if you ended up getting the right advice in the first place. So try and come out with your fixed mindset around, I don't need any help because I know what I'm doing, even though you've never done it before. It's hard to think about that, but when you've not actually done it and made the mistakes yet, but just put that into the back of your mind. Also, when you're making everyday decisions, use data, as we said before, to help guide those decisions. And of course, you want to put your own spin on it, right? It's not just all, all data, but at the end of the day, if the date, the data, if you've got the right set of data, it's going to tell you a specific answer. And so try not to put your emotions into it. So if you've got a product, you really wanted to launch it, right? I don't know. Let's get emotionally attached to something like maybe you've just had a baby and maybe, you know, you want to get into the baby category and you're really into it because emotionally you're really attached and you find a baby blanket or a baby diaper bag. That tends to be a good one, doesn't it? And you find that, but the data is saying this is a really bad idea, right? You know, there's no margin in it. The prices are going down in the category. Uh, it's it's large, it's going to cost you a lot in FBA fees, and it's going to cost you a lot to rank it. If all those data points are telling you that, but you're still really want to launch this diaper bag, it's probably a good idea to not launch that diaper bag, right? So try and have an out-of-body experience and look over your, over your own shoulder and what advice would you give yourself? And then when you're learning stuff, don't dismiss things as not relevant or, yeah, what, well, I've done that before, before you actually understand what's being shown to you. So a lot of people that have started the business yeah, you've probably done some training, right? You've probably built a listing, of, of course. You've probably launched a product and you think you know what you're doing, but there's always little tweaks that you can improve. And this is one thing that we really focus in on. It's not about completely remodeling the whole kitchen, right? It's literally about potentially just changing some doorknobs that's going to give you a massive impact in the way that that kitchen looks. So if you think about that in a business, that's the one key thing that you want to be looking at is what are those core little things that you can tweak, even though you think you know exactly what you're doing in those areas. And that is what's actually going to give you the biggest breakthrough because most likely you've got pretty much all the building blocks there. You just need to switch out one block for another block and it's going to completely transform your business. So those people that shut off everything thinking that they know it, you're actually kind of shutting off a really big gateway to be able to quickly turn around a business. Yeah. And I like that, you know, talking about, you know, when making big decisions, ask for help. When making everyday decisions, use data to guide that. And then when learning, don't dismiss things, right? Those are three key points that most people don't do. When making big decisions, they just go ahead and make the decision or they just don't make the decision at all. When making everyday decisions, they have no idea how to guide themselves. And when learning, they pretty much always say, oh, that won't work for me. Oh, I've done that before. Like literally, these are things that almost every seller we've ever worked with has done at some level 
when we first work with them. And then they have to learn how to take these things on and change their mindset. So, you know, like in your kitchen example, you, you know, you might have exactly all the same cabinets, all the same appliances, everything's the same. But you, if you know what color scheme looks best for your for your kitchen and you just like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, a blue and a white here with a backsplash here and you just transform the look of it. That's kind of what you're doing with your business. You have all the same elements. Your products may be exactly the same. You know, the functions of everything might be the same. Your processes might be the same. But then you just apply these nice little additions to it and everything is improved from it. So that's a pretty good example with the, the kitchen thing. So I like that. This is something that you can't be resisting. If you're resisting, you're in the fixed mindset. You need to switch over to the growth mindset and actually get on board with learning how to do things even better because no one's perfect at this business. And if you're not hitting your, your, your big goals for your company, then you're probably not doing it the way you should, or there are better ways to do it, which kind of brings us to our next point, which is knowing when to get in, knowing when to get out of your own way and basically when to stop doing it which seems to be a pretty common trait among entrepreneurs. I don't know why, but once everybody seems to get some modicum of excess of success, they somehow either get complacent or actively sabotage their business through poor planning, bad decisions, lack of decision-making, or even just putting their time into the wrong task. It literally happens to us all. I don't know one single um, entrepreneur of, of any level or any business owner who literally doesn't have one of those key issues that they have to then fix later. And it takes them probably... 12 to 24 months to find out that that's a really big issue. So, you know, if you're not planning properly, making bad decisions, you're putting money into the wrong things, or you're just putting time into the wrong things, you're definitely going to sabotage your business. And it's almost like, you know, that it's not going to work, but you're kind of like, Hey, I'm, I'm on a winning streak right now. Let's go ahead and double down on this winning streak. And let's just see what my, you know, check, check how good I am at this thing. It, you know, in basketball, another basketball analogy, they call it a heat check. When you make your first two three pointers, you're like, Hey, you know what? Let me just go ahead and check up threes all day long. And then you find out you still only shoot 20% for the whole day. And it turns out it was just, you, you hit the first two, but out of 10, you only made two. So it's, it's can be like that. Like, don't just do things because there has been a, a thing in the past that led you to believe this could always work. It's not always going to work. So in a lot of ways, we don't even know we're doing it because early success creates ignorance in business owners. And that's what we want you guys to understand is even success in the early stages does not mean you're going to make this thing successful. In some ways, it actually might be better to fail early and learn the lessons to build properly because once you get successful, you get more confidence to make bigger decisions. If you didn't have a real strategy to start, that can cost you a lot of money. So when you're successful and you don't have a strategy, you start putting money into things and you don't really know how it's going to work or why. And that can be a really, really big uh, you know, error in, in you losing a bunch of money. So how do you know when you're getting in your own way and how do you stop it? Well, I'd say that this has come from taking a step back in your business and looking at your current situation. Basically, ask yourself these questions. What am I working on right now each day? So if you're listening right now, ask yourself, what am I working on right now each day? What processes have I got set up in my business that essentially help me get to my goal? Who's in charge of these processes? Is it me? Is it somebody else on my team? Is it automatically done or how is it done? And what are the, who's in charge of them? Who makes decisions in my business for the completion of each area or process? Are you making all the decisions? Are you having somebody in your business help you make decisions? Are they taking over decisions that really you don't need to even think about? Like maybe, hey, I responded to a customer email. Is this okay? Do you have to really approve every single customer email or every reply to review? Or should there be a process for that? And then what bottlenecks are there in your business that cause delays or stop progress from happening? This is probably a key one that I think most people have. And it's usually around decision-making. 
So the bottleneck is usually you being afraid to make a decision because you don't want to be wrong. And if that's the case, then you need to find a process that helps you eliminate that bottleneck, right? So this mind mindset trick isn't necessarily just about outsourcing either because this business, because in this business, the thing that stops most businesses from moving forward is actually that indecisiveness of the CEO or the owner, which is you. So step one in the process of getting out of your own way is recognizing that you are getting in your own way. You know, it's the same thing with every 12 step process or whatever. Recognize that this thing is wrong and that you need to fix it. You're doing things you shouldn't. Just by asking those questions above, you probably know, hey, I'm doing two or three things each day that I shouldn't, right? You're taking too long to make decisions or you're not making decisions based on lack of fear or based on fear or lack of confidence. You've, you've had bad things happen before. All right, well, the past doesn't dictate the future. In fact, your, your past bad experiences help you understand how to improve for future better experiences. So that's actually a good thing. Step two in this process is for you to find a way to eliminate those bottlenecks. And if you need to, take yourself out of the decision-making process entirely. Literally, you can build a business where you don't have to make any decisions if that's what's causing your business to stale out. As long as you can find somebody who can make decisions really well, then you can actually take yourself out of those positions. So for example, if a customer service representative wants to help a customer by refunding them and replacing their purchase, and they have to contact you about every single instance, that takes time away from what you should be focusing on. Empower that person to make that decision themselves. If you can't decide on what products to launch in your business, have someone else do the work and explain to you why they think the products are good to sell and why they are viable. Then it's just up to you to look at the data and make a CEO decision as opposed to getting bogged down in all the data and the research and confusing yourself. They are high level tasks that you should be doing. You shouldn't have to do all the legwork. All you need to do is really understand how to make the decision faster and how to make the decision better. And that's how you can get out of your own way and build this business better. Yeah. And that's really, you know, where the real gold starts to come in, right? Because when you actually start to empower people and you actually get out of your own way, you actually then in turn empower yourself. Mm -hmm. So this is where you can then start to build that invincible mindset that we talked about. So the concept here is that your mindset, your frame of mind is tuned to never fail. And we say that in inverted commas, I say in bunny ears, right? Because reality, the only way to fail at something is to stop doing it, is to quit, right? That's the only way you can fail if you stop doing the thing that you said you were going to do in the first place. Yeah. I like Everything to say that, that I didn't, I didn't quit smoking. I failed at being a good smoker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Because yeah, I mean, everything else is then just a mistake, right? It's if you stop doing it and you quit, yeah, I failed. I failed at it because I didn't, I didn't bother moving forward. Um, everything else that didn't go quite the way you wanted it to go the first time is just, it's not even a mistake. It's, it's just a learning. It's a learning lesson along the way. And so every kind of learning, if you like, always gives you data that you can then take forward or not take forward as the case may be. And you just refine something as you go. So I know there's many people out there who say you should fail early and fail often or some version of that, right? And there's, you know, there's a lot of power in that. Basically, what they mean is, is you should basically make loads and loads of mistakes and learn from those mistakes. I don't really like the way it's framed because, again, we're talking more to the negative side of it because we don't like to fail, right? So with that process, you're only looking at the negative side. It's a failure. So let's stop saying that we're failing all the time until we're successful. We're not failing because we're not quitting. Instead, we're going to make learning through mistakes. That's what we're going to do. And it's okay to make mistakes. In fact, mistakes are brilliant, right? That's what we exactly that we want to do. 
obviously mistakes are human as well. We can't stop it. So that's what we need to keep doing. And I actually started to embrace this a little bit more in the last year, especially as we start to grow, you know, our coaching business and stuff. I've been working more on the marketing side. And I always thought that we had to outsource that stuff. We both thought that, right? We thought let's outsource this stuff because, you know, we're good at coaching, right? We're, we're not good at doing all the other part that comes with it. You know, that's why we do the coaching side. But there was always something missing. And so by trying to actually put focus on it and just go, you know what, we're just going to learn. We're just going to figure it out and take some of our own medicine and our own advice. And whatever mistake we make, we'll just, you know, learn along the way. And just by doing that, you kind of get used to it. And then you get, you actually enjoy the process because you're looking for the thing that you can eliminate quickly. And then the thing that you can put more gas on the pedal on. And so try and switch up your mindset to really focus on, great, I want to learn. I want to make a mistake because I want to learn rather than fail first. You know, it just doesn't mean anything. It's kind of a platitude, right? So I'm going to do something. I'm going to probably make some mistakes. And I'm going to eliminate the mistake and I'm going to take the, the good stuff forward. And that's really what learning is all about. Yeah. So if you think about it, like, you know, when you were a kid and you touch a hot stove or a hot kettle or whatever, whatever is hot in the kitchen, right? When you were a kid, you're going to know right away that you don't want to do that again. So you didn't fail at life just because you burned your hand. Instead, you got a great lesson by doing something that you shouldn't do. So in that instant, the result was instant, right? You touch the hot thing and you're like, wow, oh gosh, I'm not going to go and do that again. And in business, we don't always get that instant recognition of what is a good idea and a bad idea. So we've got to be able to build our invincible mindset that anything we can do can be a good idea or a bad idea, but it doesn't matter too much in the end because if that particular idea doesn't work out, we can still fix the problem and we can still try new things to make it work because we're in a learning environment, right? So you never stop learning. And I think this is the thing. It's like we all go, you know, maybe we've had, we've been to school, obviously, maybe we've been to higher education, onto university. Some people have got PhDs. You know, that continuing learning cycle, but there's some, for some reason, I think a lot of us think we come out of school or whatever that higher education is, and that's it, job done, right? It's like life is a learning Petri dish, <laughs> right? You know, and if you just think job done, you're never going to move forward. So just think about that. It's not a pass or a fail wherever you're going to get a question wrong, okay? It's a laboratory where you have to keep trying new things until you find the right formula or the right process for you. Um, so a practical tip here is to think, approach every day with the question, what would you do today if you knew you couldn't fail? Because failure is quitting, right? That's what we've literally said. So by reframing your mindset to think, okay, well, what actually could I do today if I knew I wasn't going to fail at it? You'd be surprised at how much stuff, number one, you're going to do and get off your desk that day. But almost, almost that stuff that you feel like you want to do, but you're just too scared to do it, just do it anyway, right? Because you're not going to fail. You're going to learn. Yeah. And I really like that part in there that you talked about. Um, we have to build the invincible mindset that anything could be a good or bad idea, but it doesn't even matter in the end because you can fix it if it's bad, if it doesn't work out or if it does. It's like, that is like, you can't fail if you, if you just go into something thinking like, you know what? It's worth a try. Let's try it and see what happens. And then let's move forward and we'll learn from it and we'll make it better the next time if it doesn't work out. That literally is an invincible mindset. So for me, like if you could just take on that thing that you just basically said, what would you do today if you knew you could never fail? Like people would be a lot more bold about what they do in their life. And that's what you should be doing in your life. Be bold, make decisions, just do it. 
I think Nike said that, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty good, good advice. So that kind of takes us to our last point, which is how do we implement the growth mindset into our business in order to help us become more successful? Because really you can implement it in your life if you want, which your life will then translate to your business, but you have to do things in some way that you can make this work. Because again, as, as Kirstie, you mentioned at the beginning, this may seem a little ethereal or not real. Like it doesn't really sink in with you, but it will once you start actually implementing it. So this is a bit of a two-part answer. And for the first part, I would highly recommend using the scientific method of problem solving to get a logical approach to implementing the right mindset into your business. And here's what I mean. A lot of sellers postulate that they have a problem in their business, but they have absolutely no evidence or any logical reason to believe that it's a problem. It happens all the time. You usually see it in Facebook groups and rumor mills start swirling around, right? So everything starts coming from these things like, oh, Amazon's done this. So everybody has to change everything. And truly your business is going to diminish or you're going to lose all your sales. If you don't do this, you'll get suspended if you don't do this new thing. Well, there's absolutely no evidence to support that. Uh, most of the time, it's literally just based on Amazon restating something in a different way that makes people panic. But here's how to truly know if you have a problem and how to solve it. Number one, state your problem. Has something actually happened? If so, state that problem. Do you see something happening in the future? State it. Number two, provide evidence that that problem actually exists. There will be data from metrics that will help you understand this really well here. There's got to be some sort of evidence that proves that this problem actually exists. Then number three, provide a possible reason that this problem has occurred. So this is where you start to postulate, maybe speculate a little bit on why you think that this problem has occurred. Number four is provide a possible solution to this you know, problem. So this is where you hypothesize, right? This is, you know, you postulate and then you hypothesize. So you, you think you got something here and then you go, this is the problem. This is the solution. Number five, implement the solution. See if it actually works, right? So that's number six. Examine the results of your solution. Did it fix the problem? If not, start again. Do the exact same process all over again. If it did fix the problem, well, then you're done, right? So it's really six steps that you just recycle over and over and over until you come to the right solution. This is the scientific pro uh, process. This is the logical side of doing this, the you know, problem solving the right way. This can take a lot of mindset stuff off the table because you're just looking at it as a, like a math problem or a formula or whatever. And you can use a logical mindset to break down things into problems and solutions. This is what I do every day. And then obviously we get the second part that Kirstie's going to talk about. It's going to go hand in hand. If you're not, if you, if you don't break things down first this way, then maybe use a second part first or whatever and switch them around. But, but by doing both of these combined, you're going to start to become invincible with your mindset. Yeah. And, you know, for really logical people that like statistics and all that other stuff, right? So, you know, we, we like to say, go 70% with the data. So doing the stuff that Isaac's just talked about there, and then 30% with your gut feeling, right? Because you're not going to have 99.9% .9 of the data or 105% of the data, right? To make a decision. And so if you've kind of got some some direction from data that's pointing you in one area, then just kind of tune into your gut. Now, some people have got more of that than others. So for those of you out there that are like, yeah, I just love going with my gut, you know exactly what we mean. Um, for those of you that are kind of, well, I, I don't even trust, I don't trust my gut, right? Just think about common sense. Like, and again, I, I like to use this because um, actually in a in my previous job, when I was in, in marketing, I had a coach who helped me solve problems by, by saying, have an out-of-body experience 
and literally look over the situation, which I'm, again sounds woo-woo. You're not literally going to do it, right? But you're kind of like projecting yourself to go, if I was advising someone else, what would I tell them to do? And that really kind of takes out the emotion. So intuition, common sense, whatever you want to call it, um, it really helps you to break things down and go with the direction that you want to go, right? So basically, if you've got a problem, there could be like five or six reasons why that problem occurred, right? If you use common sense, you can usually rank these things in order of importance and the likelihood to help you get through these problems faster. So that's a good one is to say, how likely is this thing to happen or not, right? Um, the, and has, every, has anybody else seen this problem before and all that other, other good stuff? Also, a lot of it's really going to come faster with experience, like we were talking about earlier, um, because when you first encounter a problem, you may or may not know what is the likely cause of it all. And that's when I think a lot of people go into that tailspin, right? And so um, this is where it really helps to have someone to lean on and someone that's actually done it before and have done, has done all that mistakes, right? And that's where the, the mindset piece really becomes important because, you know, we've got members that tell us all the time that they don't want to sound stupid by asking what they think is a stupid question. And this is a weird thing, right? We've all done it. We've all been there. You know, pride is a funny thing because it's probably a lot easier to admit you don't know what's causing a problem in your business and asking for help in solving it than it actually is to admit you lost, say, 10 grand on making a bad decision because you were too afraid to ask for help. And this is, this is an interesting one because we've had a few people recently who I would say have got an awesome mindset, right? They're actually doing really well in their business. Over a million bucks, great profit margin, but they came to us to say, well, I think I should be doing this to really kind of help me grow my business. And, you know, just by having a chat to them, we we're able to say, well, actually, you know, you bit like the kitchen example we talked about earlier. We, you don't need to do drive outside traffic and do all this other stuff that you think you need to scale the business. In fact, if you just focused on these one or two areas, you could literally double your business. And they've taken that on board. And again, it's, you know, comes down to things that they've already done. It's just things that they've missed. And so by listening to us, by listening to a mentor like us, who's able to give you that advice, they're able to then double their business without literally having to do very much in their business. So that is the power of having that kind of like invincible mindset that you're able to take on that, that advice. Mm -hmm. Another thing to do is just do stuff, right? Okay. So Implement, learn, review, switch it up and do it better next time, right? If you can just take that on board. So it's like, what would I do today if I wasn't going to fail? Do it, learn, review, and then switch it up and do it better next time, right? Just literally have those words running around in your head, taking you out of the equation. It's not an emotional roller coaster. It's literally just you doing it. So for instance, have you been procrastinating choosing that product or got some stuff in Amazon or some stock in Amazon and haven't launched it properly, properly yet, right? So you just do it, literally just do it. Implement, learn, review, and switch it up and do it better, better next time. And we're literally just telling you all of this so that you know that we've seen it happen time and time again, and we don't want your frame of mind, your mindset to stop you from getting to where you want to go, right? So just think to yourself, what decision have you been sitting on and just be take the kind of data approach, take the gut approach, and then do something rather than nothing as long as you learn and switch it up along the way. And then you can start to use that invincible mindset muscle 
to grow and become as successful as you want to be. Because unlike people with those fixed mindsets who really just want to kind of hang out there, you're never going to feel like you've failed when mistakes are made. And instead, you're going to find ways to overcome every setback and take advice from the right people to get you back on track as, as soon and as fast as possible. Yeah, that's great. You know, this I love this stuff because um, one of my biggest reasons why I'm here where I am today is because I had to actually make the switch. And I know you probably had to make the switch at some point too, where, you know, there are people out there doing things very successfully. You see it and you get jealous of it, right? You'll you'll be like, how did they do that? You know, why are they so successful? I'm just as smart as them, or I'm smarter than them. They're not very, they're not very bright. How can they do this? So ask yourself, why, why are they doing things that you want to do? And why are they successful at things that you want to be successful at? And then go ask them, how did they do it? You're going to find out pretty quickly how they did it. And then you can learn from them as opposed to just being jealous of them. That's a huge growth mindset. Don't hate people because they're successful. Go out and learn how they did it and see if they can help you do it as well. So guys, I know that it's going to be tough because, you know, pride is one of those things that people hang on to for whatever reason, you know, everybody has something that they feel like they should be good at or they shouldn't be good at. And, and they'll take pride in that. But if you let pride stand in the way of the, the lifestyle that you want to lead, then you will never get to where you want to go. And that's just an absolute 100% fact. So that's why we say one of the first things you need to overcome in order to be a successful CEO is to fix your mindset from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. So make sure you're always learning how to grow. So just to recap today, we talked about knowing the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, kind of what you would do in, in each situation, uh, how to switch the fixed mindset as much as possible, and then also know when you're getting in your own way and how to switch it. Also, how to build an invincible mindset that will allow you to move past any problem, and then putting this mindset into action into your life and into your business. So remember, guys, now that you're armed with this information, it is your job to implement it into your business and into your life and grow your business through action. Also, to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.